The Retail Ready Podcast is proudly sponsored by Botanica Blends. Straight from the Wizard's Cauldron, we stock delicious plant protein for the likes of our famous vanilla cake batter and caramelized popcorn. We've got desserts like our dreamy jelly, vegan custard, and our latest date-free protein bars. We are currently offering 20% off to all Retail Ready podcast listeners until the end of October. So head on down to botanicablends.com.au and use the code READY20 at the checkout. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Retail Ready podcast. And it's not just my voice you're going to be listening to in today's episode. I have uh, another guest. Well, I have two guests, so we've been a bit spoiled recently. And today I've got Jackson and Todd from RTC Foods, who I'm, I'm going to take it back from the very start when I met these guys, which was five years ago. Um, but before I talk about the introductions, welcome to the show, guys. How is everything going? Thanks. Um, thanks, Ben. Good to, good to be here. No, all going well. Um, um, I'm obviously based up in Queensland, so we've been uh, we've been fairly lucky. And, and, yeah, li- li- living living the high life. I don't even, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Been good. Although we haven't been able to go too far, it's obviously affected um, you know what we do in terms of work and, and travel. Yeah. But um, but I suppose it's been a blessing to be to be out and about. So yeah, it's that been is, good. That is great. And Jackson, you're not you're not in Queensland, are you? You're uh, you're living the high life somewhere else, aren't you? Yeah. So um, I'm living the high life in Melbourne. Um, so we've been lucky enough where we've had the, obviously the laws slowly relax, um, which has been pretty nice. It's been good to be able to visit the pub again, uh, that's for sure. Yep. Um, so no, it's it's all you know. You, you soldier on, you get through it, and it's good to finally see a bit of light at the end of, end of the tunnel. That's fantastic. Well, welcome to the show. We're going to learn more about what you both do and what RTC Foods do, but. I'm I'm really excited because you guys are one of the first suppliers that I actually met uh, during my time at the major supermarket Coles in Australia, and mm. you, you've got a you've got a piece in my heart um, because I actually think you hated me at one point, didn't you? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we for everyone who's listening. And I think this is a, a lesson to anyone who wants to work on a project with a major retailer or even a project in general, that success doesn't happen overnight. And I met Todd and I, I probably spoke to you every four weeks or so yeah. when this project was kicking off. And mm-hmm. I think we went to about 15 different iterations of samples mm-hmm. and back and forth. And I think you actually thought I was joking when I was saying, no, no, this project is happening. I just don't know when. And yeah. would you say I would? It was about two and a half years once at this project that we were. That we oh, it would have been a good two years, easy, wouldn't it? I mean, oh. it was. It was really our first. It was really our first step in the diversification um, of of the business, and and um, <laughs> what a, what a project to start with. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we learned right from the start, right? So um, the experience—I mean, you know—it's it's all about experience and it's all about learning. Um, and I think what it taught us right from the word go is exactly that: is don't expect results overnight, mm. um, but you know, stick at it and um, and and work with the likes of yourself, um, and and eventually get to a result. And I think that stuck with us right 
right the way through. And what we do now mm. is we do exactly mm. the same thing. We work really closely with with our customer and listen to them and, and take their feedback and go and produce products. So, you know, I think that stuck with us right right since then. But oh, look, I think it was a it was an experience for all of us, wasn't it? And and um, you know, we learned to we learned a lot from it. Yeah, I, that's an interesting point. Like, yeah. Not yeah, because you you were from the start as well, Jackson, as well, weren't you? Yeah, and just like you, the little things you pick up along the way that, I mean, for us, it was really, like Todd mentioned and, and you mentioned yourself, Ben, it was sort of our first real diversification opportunity um, into something a little bit different. And you just, you know, you go into these things sort of thinking you know enough and then you you sort of start getting into them properly and yeah, yeah. Like you're back at school. But looking back on it, Ben, I think it was it was it was we still look back on it as a good experience and and a a good learning experience, and uh, obviously the relationships we formed out of it. Yeah, well, it's nice that you still want to speak to me, so uh, (laughs) we we must have done something right. right. (laughs) I just look looking back though, and and it'll be good to get your thoughts because. You look at where the market is now, and mm. we worked on an indulgent spread range, which mm-hmm. I still think to this day was one of the best tasting spreads on the mm-hmm. market. And it, it was so innovative and so unique at the time. It's just a shame that we went first. Like it's, it's, It annoys me because I think if we would have gone now, with the amount of focus on spreads and Nutella growth and nut butters, and now you've got Panna chocolate on the mm-hmm. on the shelf. Mm-hmm. If if you would have slipped the range that we did now, mm-hmm. I think would have a, a larger success than it did when we launched it four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's inter- what's your views? Do you think? And I, I know we got a lot of things like there was a lot of back and forth and we went very premium in a time where premium wasn't a thing. Um, what, what was your views on the whole project itself from launch? And do you think uh, you'd change anything um, now? I think a lot of, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think we were, we were early. Um, but it's interesting. Um, I was only reading... I think it was last week about how Speculoo's spread is taking off in, in Sydney, you know. So yeah. it just shows you how early we were. Yeah. Um, and I think when we did, we started to do a little bit of research at, you know, um, at food shows with the product just to get consumer feedback. And yeah. I think a lot of it then was what do we use it for? How do we use it? And, and I don't think consumers had actually got there yet. Um, whereas, mm-hmm. as you say now, um, you know they they're using all all different all of these different sorts of spreads for a number of different things. Um, so I think yeah, I think you're right. I think although it was it was a great product, um, I think we were just a bit before our time. But um, yeah, yeah, that, that that's my my view on it. Nah, completely agree. Well, let's go into what RTC and what what you guys do because since knowing you, I think you've you've gone. For, on to bigger and better things. Mm. Uh, so I'll, whether it's Jackson or Todd, please give an overview to everyone listening. Like what you guys do, because I love kind of where you guys think, like you, you think very differently to the norm. Um, but I, I want, I don't want to burst the bubble and ruin it. But so what, <laughs> what does RTC foods do? 
Well, in in essence, we're a, we're a meat company, um, and and we like to innovate. Um, you know, although we were diversified at that time, we we like to innovate in our in our lane, I guess. Yeah. Um. So so our 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 side of the business, RTC Foods Innovation, is is really based around knowing the customer, knowing the market really really well, and looking for gaps in the market that that we think we can fill with products. Um. And we have, you know, we have sales reps out there on the road and business development managers looking at those opportunities, talking with customers, and and then feeding that information back to the team. And and as a group, we, um, yeah, we just look for those those gaps in the market. And I think that um, this one that we've that we've done that we'll talk about is um, is really a, a good um, reflection of, of that model. Um, Jackson mm-hmm. probably have a more of a yeah. view. No, pretty similar view, really. I mean, we, uh, like Todd said, we're sort of staying within our lane as such, but trying to take a few different paths within that lane or or a few different avenues. Um, And I guess it's sort of something where we've now started to traditionally always been sort of food service orientated. um, And now we really start to make a push into the retail sphere. Um, so it's sort of diversifying uh, down those two lanes within what we do. Um, and like Todd said, where we've sort of landed at the moment um, is sort of something a little bit new and exciting for us um, within those within those spheres. Yeah, and it's interesting, Ben, because you know I've listened to a few a fair few episodes of the of the podcast, and and we're always talking about what COVID did to business and how it's affected mm. business and all, all that sort of thing. I think one thing for us is that it really gave us time, um, and it gave us time to sit back and reflect on you know the, the amount that we're doing into food service because obviously that was the hardest hit. Yeah, yeah. As everybody else was, or or you know, we saw a, a lot of companies sort of. You know what they call pivot into into other areas. I think we just sat back and went, okay. Well, my theory was always, and I was always uh, forever trying to be positive. My theory was, okay, this is only going to last two or three months, and that was always in the back of my mind. It was always what kept me going. Yeah. So I felt like we didn't need to panic and we didn't need to rush into anything else. So what what that did was it gave us time to sit back and think about what we're doing and think about what we should be doing. And as a result of that, I think we've come out of it um, a lot better and in terms of, especially in terms of the product that we've done. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And and I think we should talk about the product because yep. Jackson, you, you sent me the photos just to get my opinion and kind of go, this, this is what we're launching. Yep. And I clicked the photos and I just went, this is great. <laughs> this, this like whoever you got to do the graphic design. And yes. I, I, I've, the the one image the the image of each kind of animal with a the vegetable combo mm-hmm. just works perfectly because you're targeting a specific customer with and it looks great but can you talk about the actual range and products itself and that journey because i i think it's a winner and it, it ticks so many trends where people are going yeah so like like yourself, Ben, we spend a lot of time at food shows um, around the country and internationally. Um, so we sort of come across different things and, and people sort of doing different um, bits and pieces within in their own respective categories. And we um, we met a company called The Better Meat Co. Um, and they are basically a plant protein company. 
um, and we sort of started to put the ideas together of well, how can we how can we target flexitarian customers um, as that's becoming such a big big category um, along with the vegan and vegetarian trends. Um, well, how's the flexitarian going to sort of react? So we we started to develop uh, an idea of of a cooked sort of not so much a meal but a center of plate option um, that is is aimed towards that flexitarian range. Uh, we came up with our first three SKUs sort of throughout the COVID period. Uh, they obviously are a meatball range where we have three flavors. We have Australian beef, Australian lamb, and Australian chicken. Uh, they all come in a variety of sources. And the idea is that the product is 70% protein, uh, traditional protein, and then 30% plant protein. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of, I guess, in a really basic, basic sense. Um, but where it starts to starts to get really quirky and interesting is is what that plant protein brings to our product in terms of sustainability, um, health reasons, or 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 what's a better word? Yeah, the health the health one was a big one for me because at around the time of all the publicity around the plant based meat and 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 we're seeing all that trends going on, I was sort of. Um, you know, looking at my own lifestyle and, and getting into getting into fitness and, and dropping mm-hmm. a few kilos. And I actually spoke to a a nutritionist at the time, and she said to me, among other things, she said, um, "Cut down your red meat um, intake." And for me, being in the meat industry, it was shock yeah. horror. <laughs> how, am I, how am I going to do that? <laughs> um, so I went away and I thought about it, and and. I guess the thing that she was saying to me was cut down your saturated fat and increase your fiber, really, at the end of the day. That's what she was saying. So to me, I thought, well, you know, and and good luck to the the plant-based product out there, and it's a great product for people that don't eat meat. But for me that eats meat, I was sort of looking at that going, well, it's not really cutting down my saturated fat. It's, you know, and it's it's got ingredients in it that I don't really know. Um, Am I going to switch to that? You know, I was sort of, tossing up this idea but then when we come up with this blended um, product we actually got the saturated fat right down we got we introduced a good source of fiber to the product mm-hmm. yeah and we and we didn't reduce the protein and that was the key with the ingredient is we're not reducing protein we're keeping protein the same so just by putting 30 percent plant protein into meat we're getting all of those benefits if mm-hmm. not more um, in this product, so then it was just like, if if, if nutritionists and dietitians and, and the and the and the word out there is you need to cut down your meat, well, you don't need to give it up. You just need to you just need to reduce it, but you don't even have to reduce your portion size now because we've we've found a protein that that um, that keeps it exactly the same. And to be honest, you would, you'd hardly know um, you would yeah. hardly know it was there. I, I just I just really like it because. And I'm one of those people that has been banging on to different customers about, oh, the trend, flexitarianism is growing, blah, 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 and what does this mean? And even to me, you look at it and go, people are increasing their plant protein intake and um, plant nutrients, Mm. but it's 100% plant nutrients so it's like well they're dropping a steak for a veggie burger or they're dropping a whey protein shake for a plant-based protein shake Mm -hmm. whereas 
you guys have come in and gone, like you said, like you ju- you just drop in, you're increasing the health, but you're giving someone the choice to say, well, you still can have your meat, but we're also adding a few veggies in there and um, we're just helping you, but hopefully you won't taste the difference. And I always think of the, the uh, I, I look at it like my dad or kind of my uncles and stuff like that, where it's that old school thinking where it's like, oh, I just want my steak and chips and that's it, steak and chips or meatball and Mm -hmm. mash and, oh, I'm not touching any of that veggie stuff and the the vegan stuff. However, what you're doing is probably the whoever cooks um, can -hmm. make that steak and go, oh, that was pretty good. And it contains some veggies or it Mm -hmm. contains some plant-based. And um – Paul Paul Shapiro, who who from the Better Meat Company, who come up with the with the blend, is, is calls it stealth health. So yeah, so right. that, that you know you don't even you don't even have to tell somebody it's there because they wouldn't know. Um, and I, and I think that's a big thing. It's like with all diets. I I look at diets and just go to someone, and everyone everyone always seems to rave about the latest fad diet. And yep. coming from, like being a nutritionist the one thing I hate talking about is actually nutrition because I'm talking to absolute Muppets who are like, Oh, keto is the best thing. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. you come, come and see me in 12 months and see if mm-hmm. you're still on a keto diet. Yep. Yep. And I, I feel that's a lot with the products, a lot of products on the market where people are tricking themselves into going, oh, this tastes nice when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with a product that you've got, it's kind of going, well, you're not tricking anyone. You're saying, well, the, the meat's still there, but we're also adding this as well. And it's sustainable and it's actually, mm. you, you can enjoy it. And you, there's no, there's no kidding. There's no trickery. There's no, um, your brain telling yourself going, oh, I'm missing out on here. And then before you know it, you're, you're rushing off to McDonald's and smashing <laughs> four, four Big Macs and 48 chicken nuggets. So I, yeah. think that's, I think that's true. What's, what's been the, so you've got it into Harris Farms. What what was the process there? What was um what was their feedback? Were you working with them specifically, or did they just look at it and go, "Yep, yeah, this is exactly what we want"? No. So we um we we worked really hard with a company called Red Red Candy on our branding, um, who did an exceptional job um, on the Plus Plant branding. Uh, then we sort of started to think, well, where where are these products going to fit? within the market sort of off the bat being being in that flexitarian range but still we still believe they're still relatively early um, in terms of the product life cycle so we started to think well it's probably going to be more those sort of those guys who are a bit more niche um, than than the likes of the bigger players so we sort of looked at Harris Farms as a great opportunity within the Sydney market because of their demographics and their store locations um, we basically reached out to them had a chat with um, their category meat buyers, Anthony Williams, um, and also Barney White on the side, um, and they've been absolutely amazing to work with. Um, of course, it's been a bit tricky not being able to do face-to-face, so um, we've all been sort of chipping away at phone calls, Zooms, and emails, um, yeah. which has sort of just become the norm, as everyone knows. But they, their feedback was was pretty positive. They It's a category that they themselves are really looking to try and push, which has been a massive bonus for us. Um, and they, you know, without sort of blind smoke up our own shoot, the 
they sort of really did enjoy the product and sort of said it was some of the best that they've came across within the flexitarian products they've tried. So um, that sort of gave us the confidence to really, really kick it in the guts, I guess, and, and get in behind it. Nice. And where, where do you see this this range growing? Like, I'm, I'm sure you've already got phase two, phase mm-hmm. three in mm-hmm. place. Yeah. What do you do? You still see it being in that that meat kind of um, alternative, but just different options or a full meal kit? What What's your views there? I think it can relate to anything, can't it? When you think of you know our brand plus plant, mm. you just have to let your mind go and and, yeah. and go. Mm. What else could it go with? But yeah, for sure, being you know you know <clears throat> being an innovation company, we're we're trying to be three or four steps ahead of our our own selves. So. Um, we do have a few different things lined up. Look, I think it, I think the important part in the market that we're really looking at is um, specifically, like you touched on, that that people that need to do or want to do a bit better for themselves, but still crave that traditional product. Mm. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different things that we could we could put into that category. Um, that's where we're really targeting. Our big thing is that we cannot change the texture and we cannot change the taste of traditional products. And that's where we've worked so hard and it took us so long to get the ingredient right where um, we've managed to, well, we think we've managed to pretty much nail that. Um, and also the price, that was a big thing coming through in research as well, was yeah. those three things kept coming up every time, price, taste and texture. So that's our... I guess that's our, that's our really, that those things we can't step outside. So um, any product, that any meat product we're, we're looking at doing um, plus plant on um, that, that people just don't know it's there, but it's doing mm-hmm. A, better for your health, and B, it's doing a bit better for the environment. So, and, uh, and, and you're 100% right. I think on, on one podcast you called it the New Year's Eve diet where, you know, if you make these incremental changes, Overall, in the long run, you're going to be a lot better than trying to go from one extreme to the other and lasting a month. It's, mm. it's true, and then you go back to square one. Um, yeah, yeah. Plus, plus a few more kilos because yeah, you've you've, you've missed exactly out. Right. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you go <laughs> really? and you go back and binge straight away. Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes because I look at it and go, "This is something." And and you mention it like you say you've made the change, and I just find mm-hmm. it fascinating that a lot of people and. And I think even more people like it's it's one of them where you have to look beyond your own self and mm. own circle. And like I've been a veggie now. Well, I, I say flexitarian veggie. Like my wife turned veg, a full veggie two years ago, and at the end of the day, she makes the meals at the evening. So yeah. I'll I'll just eat whatever she does. But however. I go to a pub and the first thing I look at is a palmer. So it's kind of... <laughs> it's, it's, hey, my it's wife's vegetarian too, Ben, so I know exactly where you're coming from. <laughs> so I look at her. So, so I think... And, it, and I think it's that customer that's myself, you, where you yep. go, you know what? I, I would buy into this without mm. hesitation. Mm. And there'll be a lot more people who follow as well once people start... And I wouldn't even say educating themselves. Like I think people know, like what's going on um and it, it's just going to grow so I, I can see your range 
especially the brand. Like like you mentioned, like they did a great job. Was it Red Candy? Did you say Jackson? Yeah, that, Red, Red Candy out of Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, fantastic, fantastic work. And I'll share the the artwork when I um when I post this. Uh, podcast the, um, because, and and yeah, they have re- been they have been brilliant to work with. They just they just got it straight away. They knew. Yeah. We we had a fairly good strategy. I mean, we'd been thinking about it for about twelve months, so we had it fairly well written up. But geez, they just they just got it, and and it was been brilliant working with them. How nice is it when they just get it? Like yeah, it's, uh, it's the same with uh, Doggy Licious, the the graphic designer that I used. Um, presented three concepts like every other agency seemed to do and yeah option one i was like okay yeah i could work with that option two i was like oh maybe and then you turn the page and option three you're like perfect that is a hundred percent yeah yeah so which which could be another podcast in itself so if any brand yeah if any brand out there make sure and i think it goes clear precise what direction do you want to go in and a graphic designer is probably as only as good as the information mm-hmm. the brief that they get. I think you're, so. I think you're a hundred percent right, and and I think that's what we did. We invested in working on a strategy with them before we yeah. went that step, and and you save money in the long run. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah, and uh, I think people misunderstand that step where yeah. they they see the price and they're like, oh, maybe I'll just cut. Have you ever seen that um, the meme with the the horse where someone literally where this was a clear brief and it's like a perfect horse's head and then they were trying to cut costs and before you know it, it turns into a, a stick man uh, of a horse. <laughs> and, uh, it's, like, it's, it's true. Oh, like, true. If, if you put the effort in and the money in at the right stage, you, you reap it in rewards because you'll reap the sales, you'll reap yeah, people going, yep, I know what that brand represents. Yeah, uh, and, and, I, and I guess the, the, the big thing for us too was, was um, being such a new product and, and, and a new category that we needed, you know, we needed people to pick up that, pick up mm. that pack and, mm. and read and, and learn more about it, the product itself. So I think we've, uh, we've managed to, we've managed to do that. Awesome. And to touch on then next year, because we're, we'll be in December when this podcast launches, what, what are your plans for, for next year? Now, hopefully Australia is in a good place. Um, and I'm guessing like people say there's a COVID normal, I think, things will go back to normal everyone will normal start normal saying mm. yeah saying mm. the busy again and uh whatnot and what what does next year look like for you guys um i think it'll probably be trying to push more into the flexitarian range um we also want to be pushing into a few more um sort of independents so if there's any any independents out there feel free to sing out um, we're always happy to chat and, and try and work with work with the right sort of people, mm-hmm. like-minded people. Uh, it'll also be looking at, as sort of Todd mentioned earlier, we've got a few other things in the pipeline that we're, we're sort of starting to put together. Um, so it'll be starting to, to look to grow the range um, and, and add a few more SKUs, SKUs as well. So there's a fair bit going on in, in that flexitarian space for us and obviously still trying to keep an eye out on, on other trends as well such as the likes of functional foods yep. um, and, and whatnot, because we, we all know there's, there's plenty of new trends still coming out. Um, some some may be hitting our shores sooner than the others. Um, so, yeah, it's just, just trying to keep our ears, ears and eyes to the ground where we can. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, where do people go if they want to reach out? Because taking it from myself, who has walked the walk and talk the talk with you guys and we we launched into 800 stores um, a couple <laughs> of years ago like mm. you guys 
uh, a phenomenal. I, I know we laughed that uh, it took a while and you, you probably didn't believe that it was still going ahead, but you, you were a, a fantastic supplier to deal with. If if any other kind of listeners want to kind of move into the space that you work in, whether that's the meat or just even using your connections in the in the field, where's the best place to go? Um, well, we're on we're on socials with the Plus Plant um, brand, so you can slide into our DMs there, or, or you can contact us directly. Um, I can be contacted by phone or by email. I can. Um, I'm not sure if you you want me to send the, send those through, Ben, or uh, yeah, we'll we'll add them on and we'll tag you in the post. And yeah, yeah. I, also, I also think you've got a nice little website as well um, with an. an what I like about you guys, and it comes through from the website, is you're normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you, you. You just you're just a group of people that are innovative, want to push kind of into new markets, and not many people are getting on the video content. And you guys have just got it plastered on your homepage, so it's it's nice yeah, to see. I and, think, um, and and that's the right being. I think that, that we want to be personal. You know, we want to we want yeah. people just to just to be able to see us there and go, okay, well, I can ring up these guys and have a chat about anything. Um, and that's really that's our game. You know, we're, mm. with our with our manufacturing capabilities, we can sit there and talk to you about a product that that may not even be on our radar yet. You know, so so mm. we want to be approachable. That's the main thing. I love it. Well, good luck. Thank you again. And yeah, sorry for the uh, the three years of headaches uh, before <laughs> before this phone call. Um, but absolutely appreciate it. And we're as still, always, uh, we're still uh, talking, mate. We're still talking. It's, it's always a good sign. But now, thank you and good luck. And yeah, I look forward to to seeing the range and also expanding into yeah, as you say, the independents and other markets so that it can become something that I put in my basket as well. So thank you very much. No, no, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you having us on.